0: Hey, what's up, Lions Nation? It is me, Andy Soles, one of the hosts of We Are Lions Nation podcast. Just want to remind everybody, make sure you're checking out the We Are Lions Nation Facebook page. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and all those podcast listening platforms. Make sure you're tuning in. One pride. Let's go, Lions. We are Lions Nation, hosted by Andy Soules, Logan Erickson, and Mike Birch. What's up, Lions Nation? Welcome to the newest episode of We Are Lions Nation. I am Andy Souls. Feeling excellent, as always, and joining me today for the post-game episode, we have my man, Logan Erickson, and Mike Birch. What's up, guys?
1: Not much, not much.
0: Yeah. Hey. So, going talking- now, I, I want to share something with, with everybody. We were talking earlier in our pre-show meeting, and kind of talking about different kind of sports autographs and, and sharing some funny stories about, you know, different autographs times that we've had. And Logan, I, yours was, yours was really good. So I want you to share that with everybody, like your, your little story you had for us tonight.
1: So I had a authentic sign Matthew Stafford, Jersey signed on his uh, signing day down there in Georgia after being drafted by the Lions in 2009. And I had moved, was moving into my mother-in-law's and had all of my clothes and trash bags. And apparently that's what they were putting clothes into to donate them. And let's just say the Stafford jersey is no longer with me.
0: Now, now so so everybody knows that was in a bag and your mother-in-law donated that. And what, what did you do after you filed that out?
1: I was pretty upset. Um, did you, said some cuss words. Did you call the place? But yes, we did call the place, and they said they didn't see anything like that here. <laughs> so I'm assuming one of them took it. <laughs> so any of you out there listening to this show, and you have my Stafford jersey. Come on, man. Bring it back.
0: Yeah, come on. Give his damn Stafford jersey back. <laughs> And you know, like we were talking about, you know, we're gonna have to get your mother-in-law on the show so she can explain herself. So how she could do such a tragic thing to you? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a
1: it was an innocent mistake. You know,
0: was it thing. wasn't
1: meaningful in any way of getting at me or nothing. I didn't do anything bad. I swear. But uh, yeah, it 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 really sucks. But it seems like I always have that kind of look. Did you have to say that? Is
2: your wife listening? Huh no (laughs) just thought maybe
0: (laughs) awesome well uh, thank you logan for sharing that with with everybody listening because that was amazing um yeah unfortunately i i don't have any uh lions autographs i might have a pretend one uh that I think my neighbor did for me, but I'm not 100% sure if it's really Matthew Stafford or not. I think he just wrote it on a pen, on a thing, and then gave it to me. So uh, he said it was, but it doesn't look like it. So, you know, the funny part about that is, is I still hung it on my wall just in case. So you never know. But we have an amazing show for you. Of course, this is another victory show because the Lions did beat the Falcons by one point. And 23-22 with an awesome, awesome end of the game. Uh, another standing up for me, not breathing for the last two minutes of the game, really maybe one minute of the game. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the big the big news uh, for the Lions today coming out was the the trade. We're going to talk about that. We'll break down the game for you guys. And then we're going to talk about the Lions poll, the We Are Lions Nation poll question of the day, uh, go over the results of that. And then uh, we will give our in-the-zone players. uh, Each of us thought that what player was in the zone for the game. And then we will um, do our final word. So it's going to be a great show. And I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to jump right into uh, the news. The Lions and the Cowboys, it looks like, have made a a deal to uh, trade defensive end Everson Griffith. The Cowboys want to trade him to us for a six round pick, 2021 six round conditional draft pick. And to me, that's huge. And there's a lot of people out there. I know there's a lot of stuff going around, people saying he's old, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like this is just going to open up the line even more compared, you know, as it's getting better every week. This is just another dimension. What, what are your guys' thoughts, uh, Logan? We'll start with you on this Everson Griffin trade.
1: Love it. Love it. Again, a guy with the experience he has in the NFC North against the teams that we have to play. Uh, I love the pick. I love that he's still got the drive in him. I don't think he's lost a step, really. And, you know, it's just going to add more depth to that defensive line that's already so much improved
2: since the beginning of the year.
0: Mike, what do you think of the trade?
2: I think he's going to be a great addition to 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 the defense. Uh, I I just look forward to great things coming coming out of that uh, that trade there.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think this is huge. I, I believe in the in the beginning of the year, like in the off season, I if I can remember right, he was a free agent. Was that right, Logan?
2: Uh.
1: I am not sure on that, so...
0: Did he come uh, Did from Minnesota to Dallas this year?
1: Yeah, I believe this is his first year with Dallas. See,
0: I think there was a time where I had already initially thought that he was someone the Lions should pick up, and they didn't. So now that they are, and I think this is one of the bigger trade moves early on, you know, they still have plenty of time to make some moves. And it was a move for us that, you know, we're not getting rid of anybody. Uh, we haven't made any trade moves as far as getting rid of any players yet. But I think this is a smart move by uh, Quinn to, to make this trade and get this done.
1: I wonder what the conditions are on that trade, though, because it's a conditional draft pick. So there's got to be conditions to how they get that six-round pick.
0: Yeah, I didn't see any other – maybe that information will come out later um, as far as details go. Uh, Just like I said, I, I, you know, took a look at – you know, that was first reported by Ian Rappaport, um, which we all know who he is. And so more than likely, you know, it's definitely happening. Of course, there will be that five-day COVID protocol that the NFL does with any trade, meaning the player – is has to be i believe he has to have five negative tests or something like that um in order to you know be be called good to go i don't remember the exact official rules on it but i know he won't be able to play this sunday uh but should be re- ready to go by the next game for sure
1: yeah and that next game is his former team minnesota so that'll be interesting yeah. to see how he plays against his former team there. He might have a little bit of extra drive to play against them. But I do have one more thing in the news. did find out Stafford took another record uh, added to his book here. He uh, just passed Drew Brees for the most fourth-quarter game-winning drives since 2010. So he's got 35 now.
0: Right. You know, that's really – I think that's an amazing stat. I mean, especially Drew Brees, you know, he's been – Stafford's been right there with those guys as far as records go anyway, you know, with some of them. And there's going to be people that argue uh, just like they do with his amount of fourth-quarter comebacks and blah, blah, things like that. You know, there's always negative opinion on it, but I think it's a good thing, and it's, you know.
1: Yeah, I definitely believe it's a good thing. Uh, but I just wish it would turn into success as far as trophies. That's what people want to see is a trophy. And that's the biggest argument is he hasn't brought home Lombardi.
0: Yeah.
1: So we'll see.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, then as far as the, the big, the big news, obviously it was the trade and then, um, the record for Matthew Stafford. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, new stuff going around as far as the lions go. Um, So we'll just go ahead and we're just going to go ahead and get right into uh, the breakdown, our next segment. Uh, Before we do that, I just want to remind all you guys out there and ladies and Lions fans uh, listening in, make sure you are checking out the We Are Lions Nation Facebook page. Um, Right now that is the place to go to get all the updated information on the podcast, um, take part in the We Are Lions Nation poll question for the episode. Um, also follow our follow our show on instagram and twitter as well we love the support there and just remember that it is available to listen to on most major podcast listening platforms like uh, spotify apple podcast google podcast and many more and uh, keep in mind too we do have the we are lions nation uh merchandise available now and that is you know, you can find the link right on the We Are Lions Nation Facebook page. So definitely check that out. Join the page. And thanks, everybody, again for uh, supporting the podcast. So now for the breakdown, we're going to start out with the injury report. And my man, Mr. Mike, uh, what do you got for us today? Did we have any injuries coming out of that game?
2: Well, no, the good news is no injuries at all coming out of that game. Like you said earlier, uh, our new uh, acquired Uh, trade there and Griffin was going to be out uh, for the the mandatory COVID testing but uh, no new injuries that's always good everybody's got a clean bill of health we're we're ready to to go after the Colts this weekend. Yeah yes that's
0: always amazing when you don't have any players come out of the game hurt I know Atlanta had a few um, coming out of that game but luckily for us nobody knew uh, injured in that game and you know hopefully there's going to be Later on this week, we'll have some more guys coming back into the game. So, um, now, Logan, what do you got for us as far as face the stats tonight?
1: So, I just got some basic stats for the starting quarterback, running back, and receiver for each team and total yards. So, we'll start with Detroit. Got Matt Stafford. He went 25 of 36 for 340 yards and a touchdown. AP went for 11 carries, 29 yards. Not so good out of him uh, this last weekend. KG had six big receptions for 114 yards, and the total yards for the Detroit Lions was 386 total offensive yards. Now we'll move on to Atlanta. Matt Ryan went 31 of 42 for 338 yards and one touchdown. Todd Gurley, uh, 23 rushes for 63 yards Kept him under 100, but he did have two touchdowns, one of them being the crucial touchdown that actually kind of turned the trend in that game at the end there. Gave us a minute, a little over a minute to score the game-winning drive there. Uh, Julio Jones had eight catches, 97 yards, and then the total yards for the Atlanta Falcons was 388, and each team gave up two sacks apiece.
0: All right, all right, awesome job, Logan. Thank you for uh, doing what you do and bringing those stats to us. Well, what do you guys think? I mean, uh, just comparison of the stats, real quick. What do you guys think of how how both teams compared? Neither one. I
2: think it was a, uh, I think it was a a, a good close game. Uh, they both, you know, they both looked good on both sides of the ball. Both teams, uh, you know, it was it was great. To, come out with that with that win thanks to you know people thanks to Gurley, you know uh but yeah it was a great game and hopefully a turnaround for us going going into the next uh next few games we got coming up here
0: logan what are the numbers telling you about the game numbers are telling
1: me that it was pretty even both ways uh atlanta they struggled a little bit early on but i think they they picked up a little bit more in the third and fourth quarter there uh what surprised me the most was even though they had all these yards, there wasn't a lot of touchdowns. It was 23-22. to 22. I was expecting a higher game. My prediction was 42-31. So you see where the scoring aspect of it went out of the game. I thought it was going to be higher, higher scoring. So the surprise to me was the defenses, how well they played against these high potent offenses.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I, you know, I went with 31 to 10. I was hoping the Lions would complete shutdown. But that didn't happen, but it was still, you know, still a good game. And I, I feel like it was pretty much, pretty much even um, throughout the game as well. Just breaking down the game itself, uh, Mike, from what you saw of the game, what, what was your take on just the how the Lions played, um, you know, on offense and defense?
2: Uh I- I felt like the the defense is really stepping it up and, and uh making the plays for us and you know, it just all around it looked like things were starting to click. Um obviously Galladay had some really key catches for us. Uh you know, Swift can't argue with his performance. Uh Matt Matthew Stafford just uh looks like they're starting to gel and put things together kinda of like uh, Patricia was talking about.
0: Yeah, exactly. Logan, what was your take uh, basically for the offense and defense? How would you feel like they did? I felt like
1: we got an awesome front four, which I'm now calling the Honolulu Blue Wrecking Crew, okay? (laughs) They played outstanding in that game. Stafford played lights out. He was nearly perfect on his throws. KG, give that guy the money. Give him the money right now. Write his check. Put it in his bank account. Get him on the books for the next six years. Let's do this. Aquara had two sacks in that game. He really impressed me. And I had a kind of a question for you guys. So I'm going to throw this out here. Do we give the 12th man to Todd Gurley for that game?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's my take. I think, I think we've got to. My take on that is this: Yes, Todd Gurley made a huge mistake, uh, but you had to all know that, that we were going to let him do that, regardless. You know, if but he wasn't thinking. He tried to stop. He scored the touchdown, but we also the Lions went back out on the field, went down the went down the field and scored. That's what really matters. That they we our offense is able to come back out there. Go back down the field and score again to get us the win. I know that Todd Gurley made a mistake, but I feel like the Atlanta Falcons could have easily shut us down if they they would have been able to, and we would have lost that game anyway. But the fact of the matter is that we came out and we went down the field and the Lions scored, and that's what won us the game.
1: Not just any mistake. That was the biggest mistake you can make in football with time management. They could have ran that clock out, kicked a field goal, ended it. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. The end result was we drove down the field and scored a touchdown. And You give Matt Stafford over a minute at the end of a game, any game, he's got a good chance of pulling it out. So Yeah, he
0: does. And if, if you think about it the way that you just kind of said it there, Let's say the time on the clock was different, you know, and Todd Gurley, you know, and they would have ran it down a little more. Then it might not even have mattered if Todd Gurley scored that touchdown because it wouldn't have given us enough time to come back out on the field. But the the reality of it is that it did happen that way, and we did go down (laughs) and we did win. Did we get a little lucky with that? Probably. Um, But I know that – I had a feeling that Detroit was going to allow him to score regardless. Um, he should have went down a lot sooner, more than likely. I don't know why he even ran so close to the end zone, even to make it anything. Um, but I feel like we played well enough that we should have won that game. Um, Matt Prater, you know, he had that miss. Maybe maybe that would have changed the outcome anyway. Um, there's a lot, of, there's a lot well, of what if when it comes to football. <laughs> And, you know, if this wouldn't have happened, we'll be done this or blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it did happen. Todd Gurley did score that touchdown, but our offense came out, went right down the field and scored.
1: Honestly, you should probably give the 12th man to the offensive coordinator, because if he would have called it correctly, he would have kneeled the ball two or three times
2: and then just kicked the field goal. That's what I would have done.
0: Yeah, I like that, too.
2: Personally, personally, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. I, I say thank you, Todd Gurley.
0: <laughs> yeah, i a, I seen a thing right. on social media that did, uh, you know, uh, Logan, I believe actually you showed this to me. It was a picture of Todd Gurley, you know, on a Lions jersey, you know, of Todd Gurley. So, you know, it happened and we went down the field and we got that final drive. They gave – they gave – they made the mistake, like you said, Logan, of giving Matthew Stafford another chance. And when you give Matthew Stafford a chance at the end of the game, there's always that more likely a better chance of him going down there and making those plays than not. And Stafford was clutch at the end of the game. And he was clutch pretty much the entire game, but they ended that game where he was just right on the money every time.
1: Yeah. Well, he's got ice in his veins
0: now you we we mentioned uh you know I, you know just just real quick, I want to mention you know i I agree with you guys, uh I think the offense played really good uh defensive line played outstanding uh, uh, again you know with aquora Shelton, and then there was another guy that you liked uh to Logan uh on that defensive line that you said was playing pretty good
1: John Pennacini since he's been in put plugged into that middle with. Shelton there they've been a run blocking or run stopping force it's proved to be a reason why they keep winning
0: so let's keep doing that the middle of that defensive line is actually allowing our defensive edge guys to get more pressure to make more plays and I think it's really, like you said, that is making a huge difference in being able to do the pass rush. And we're, we're able to send an extra guy in there as well a lot of times. Um, I like the fact that they stuck with the zone for the most of that game. Um, you know, in the end, it was they, we were kind of getting burned, but I don't think it was enough to where they had to completely change everything. But what I've noticed happening a lot more is the pressure to the quarterback is starting to get more effective or just getting in the backfield and stopping the run. I mean, that's that's happening now. And I contribute that to the different – the the middle of that line, like you said, and the different guys we got in there that are stepping up. Um, do you guys think that the Lions so, the- should have used Swift more in that game?
2: Yeah, they could have used him more. I feel like they had a pretty good balance. I mean, I, th- I think they, they used it when, when they could, and uh, you know, I feel like they're doing a good job of, of mixing it up and, and keeping keeping the, the other team on their toes.
0: You know, I like that, Mike. I, I get, I get that. Uh, we all know that I'm a huge Swift fan, and here's my thoughts on it. Adrian Pearson's getting the ball, but he's not getting enough done. You give Swift right. the ball, and he seems to be able to make plays and you know he he had a touchdown um and i don't know i feel like just the things that are happening with him i feel like he should be the one getting the majority of the touches and then you bring in guys like peterson you know on those downs where he's sitting out or something like that but i i get what the lions are trying to do with their three with their three back threat but i don't even think carry on johnson's a threat at all uh, when he's in the game, he's not doing much but blocking, which he's pretty good at, but it's really not a three back threat when you're you know, you got Adrian Peterson and Swift right now, and I think that's really what it is.
2: Yeah, it's almost like the opposing yeah. team, you know, they've got Peterson on, on the mind, you know, we gotta watch Peterson, we gotta watch Peterson, and, and and that's just allowing Swift to kind of run away with it, you know. But Swift is a
0: change up of he's pace. Also yeah. playing well. And, you know, we're starting to see oh, yeah. him and what he can really do. Um, I still love Adrian Peterson. I, I, I'm i not saying they need to take him completely out because he's a great player. And I would never want that. But I just think we need to still see a little more touches go uh, Swift's way, you, you know, in the upcoming games. Um, Galladay had an outstanding uh, standing day. We, we mentioned that earlier. Um, I specifically loved the the catch where he was like up in the air and kind of got hit in the back when he was up in the air and then fell to the ground you guys recall that play?
2: Yeah, I thought I that
0: was just yeah. an amazing catch. Like it was beautiful to see that catch. I I think during that during that game I actually said something to you, Logan, right after that catch, you know, in real time, I said something to you like, holy crap, did you see that or something like that? But I just thought that play itself uh, was outstanding. Uh, Did you guys have a specific play that you remember that you thought was really good?
2: I think that that Galladay Galladay catch is the one that stands out for me. Uh, You know, I can't think of anything that I saw more impressive than
0: that. Yeah, that was really good, Logan.
1: One play that stood out to me, it wasn't really a good play or I guess it was a bad play for us. We got sacked, okay? But Stafford, the good thing i seen, Stafford ducked out of the way of getting his head taken off. I love seeing that. Don't let your head get taken off, Stafford. We need you, Yeah,
0: That just shows that, you know, Stafford can be a little (laughs) elusive in that pocket. I know that Shelton had an opportunity to make a sack on Matt Ryan and missed, which that was kind of a bummer uh, big time to see that. He should have had him dead to rights, so I don't know how he missed him. Um, But we should have had a sack there. Stafford, Matthew Stafford was definitely a clutch, especially in that last drive. Um, Just unbelievable quarterback play from him. You know, if you watch that last pass to Hawkinson in the end zone, you can – it's just crazy how he just stepped to the left and then stepped up a step, you know what I mean, and still knew that he – just the recognition of him knowing what to do in that situation, you know, was just brilliant to get that touchdown, to to allow more time for that play to progress, I guess. Yeah. And then there was also a good thing from Stafford in that game – where he recognized the 12th man on the field where the guy was coming off the field and Stafford knew it. And, you know, it was all that whole thing where they ended up challenging it or whatnot, but that was because of Stafford that that play was even challenged.
1: Yeah. I forgot about that rule
0: that they could challenge
1: to say that there was a penalty. I honestly forgot that.
0: And so did I, I didn't think of it either, but you know, that just goes to show you how, you know, just how much are, how, you know, it's just a mental thing for staff is like how aware he is in that game of what's going on. Like he knew when he went to the sideline, like, Hey, nope, that should have been a penalty. There's too many guys on the field for the other team. So I love that part of it too. Um, yeah, so just as far as, you know, the game goes, I think it went well. I think the defense played well again. And, you know, for me, just give Swift the ball.
1: Yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if that happens. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, let everybody know. Don't forget, check out our Facebook. We are Lions Nation Facebook page. Also, follow us on Instagram. Give us a like. Give us a share. Um, We appreciate you and all of your responses on the poll questions. Please keep getting out there and just voting on uh, your answer.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all again. Uh, Which brings us to the next part uh, of our show, um, the We Are Lions Nation poll question of the day. Uh, The question was basically after two spectacular games from Kenny Galladay um at least I think they were spectacular games from Kenny Galladay really good is it time for the Lions to get this guy paid um basically uh first before I give the results from the voters uh, Mike Birch what was your answer yes or no on that question
2: my answer was yes I mean you know he Somebody that's performing for us like that, you got to you got to you got to retain them, hang on to them and and uh, use them as one of your key weapons. Logan. Yes, pay him
1: every penny he deserves.
0: And I was also uh, a yes on that. And so was every single other person that voted. Um, There was no no's. Everybody said they need to pay him. Uh, Dane Erickson uh, left a comment that I, I wanted to read off here said definitely needs to get paid, but the Lions need to beat teams with a win- winning record. Now Logan, what's your take on that? because we talked about this earlier and I don't think it really matters what it right now what the record is to a point. Um, and the example that we talked about was that the Lions, beat the Arizona Cardinals. And then this past Sunday, Arizona put up a hell of a game against Seattle, an undefeated Seattle team, which is – a Seattle is very good. So does that really matter at this point? You know, I mean, I don't think – I think that Atlanta was a good team when we played them and we still beat them. So I don't feel like that's really a thing. What do you think?
1: Well, everybody bases – success in the nfl off wins and losses so they're comparing the obvious stat which is your record um which i don't feel that it matters i think that any given sunday that's why they say it, that's the saying any given sunday any team can win they're all professional players they all get paid money to play to win it's not as easy as it i looks. mean
0: yeah there are some teams that have losing records that aren't, that just aren't good uh right now. Uh, the New York giants comes right to my head right away. They're just not a good football team. And, you know, I can see some people saying, you know, if, you know, if we had a bunch of games with a team like the Giants, yeah, maybe, maybe, but we're not, we're playing teams that are highly capable of beating other really good teams and we're beating them. So in that sense, I don't agree with the winning record thing. I, I obviously it counts because you have to have a certain record to make playoffs. And I think you know, you know, not thinking too far ahead, but I definitely see the playoffs as we keep this up. But um, as far as the We Are Lions Nation poll question, um, yeah, I, I I agree with everyone else hundred percent that you need to pay Kenny Galladay for what he's been doing. Mike, what is your take on Dane Erickson's comment on that? Do you feel like the record uh, is a really big big issue.
2: Well, I don't know so much the record. I definitely follow the the train of thought and the and the logic, and I yeah, I feel like he's just saying that we want to see some some more success before we we take it to the bank, and I can't argue with that logic.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that part of it too. So uh, big shout out to Dane Erickson, uh, Logan, um, for commenting on the leaving that comment. We we appreciate that. And we will go ahead and go into our next segment, which is our in-the-zone player of the game. And uh, I'll start today. Uh, My in-the-zone player was, of course, Kenny Galladay, uh, six receptions, 114 yards. But just watching him make some of those amazing catches that he made in that game just goes to show you that he's he's our number one receiver, and we got to get him paid. So I went with Kenny Galladay for my in-the-zone player. Uh, Mike who'd you have this week
2: well initially I was gonna take Hawkinson because I just impressed when I watch him play uh he's you know it doesn't seem like they throw the ball to him much but when they do boy he comes he comes through for us and I appreciate that but actually I'm gonna go with and and I'm surprised you didn't pick him I'm gonna go with Swift I think that those key runs uh, really helped us win the game We, we wouldn't have won without him and uh I think that we, I got to go with Swift for, for this week.
0: Well, I like that. I like that one. You know I do. And, uh, Logan, who would you have this week?
1: Romeo Aquara had three total tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. This guy is flying under the radar for most part, and he's showing up every Sunday and playing very he well. He
0: was flying under the radar, but I think uh, guys like him, and Danny Shelton, they're definitely starting to get recognized, and because of their play. So I love that pick, Logan, and uh, yeah, love your, I love all your guys' picks. I think we had some really good in the zone player picks this week. Um, before we uh, we're gonna jump into the final word, but before we do, Michael, take it away.
2: Hey, I just want to take a minute and give a shout out and thank you to all of our fans. Uh, <clears throat> we would appreciate if you please join us on the We Are Lions Nation facebook page follow us on instagram and twitter feel free to comment and like and we would love to connect and talk with you all subscribe and listen to on your favorite podcast app
0: love it thank you mike and let's go ahead and move on now to the final segment of the show which is the final word Uh mike what's your final word for the episode
2: i'm looking forward to some uh Continued success here. I want to see the Lions beat the Colts this weekend, and I'm looking forward to hearing more from Logan about the Honolulu Blue Wrecking Crew.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I absolutely love that, by the way. (laughs) That is amazing. And, Logan, your final word for the episode?
1: Get ready. This team is on a roll. I think they can make a run to the playoffs. I believe they're going to be in the playoffs this year, and I'm also going to make a bold prediction here. The Lions are not going to lose to another NFC North division opponent the rest of the year. They're going to finish eleven and five. Love it, Let's love this. it.
0: And yeah, I was right there with you. With eleven and four was what I had predicted the beginning of the year. So I love that. Uh, for me, my final word is just keep play, for the Lions to keep playing the entire four quarters of football, which they have been doing a lot lately. So um, as long as they do that, I think there's nothing but playoffs ahead. And I want to give a, a quick shout-out, uh, just to let everyone know, uh, we are doing the pregame show uh, this Friday with our guests. It will be uh, Kurt Steele from the Die Hard Den podcast and the Lions on the Prowl podcast. So really looking forward to having him on the show with us. It's going to be a great show. I uh, can't wait for that. Um, for Mike Birch, Logan Erickson, and myself, thank you all so much for listening, and have a great night. One pride. Let's go Lions.
2: Go Lions. Go Lions.
0: This has been We Are Lions Nation. Podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Republic, and Google Podcast. For all the updated information on the We Are Lions Nation podcast please join the We Are Lions Nation Facebook page.